Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Swapcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to the elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Hi guys, just a quick note, this episode we're covering the film Get Out and we're going to be doing spoilers from the beginning. So if you haven't seen Get Out yet, which we highly recommend you should, go watch uh, Get Out now and then come back and listen to this episode where we talk about Get Out sometimes, but there's a lot of like (laughs) digressions into (laughs) crazy ass bullshit. But anyway, enjoy the episode and uh, we'll see you next time. We're talking again about body swapping Two boys, two boys, two white and black again Welcome to the Swapcast Podcast, the world's only podcast dedicated to body swap movies. I'm your host, Paul Mitzi, and with me we have... Lucy Thomas. And... Brandon Levi. In today's episode, we'll be breaking down the 2017 horror comedy, Get Out, starring Daniel Kaluuya and Alison Williams, where a young African-American visits his white girlfriend's parents for the weekend, where his simmering uneasiness about their reception of him eventually reaches a boiling point. But before we get into that, just a reminder that we absolutely love hearing from our listeners and we welcome film suggestions for future episodes. So please reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram, send us an email at theswapcastpodcast.gmail.com and if you want to support our show, reviewing us is the best way possible. So to say thank you, if we reach 100 star ratings on iTunes and Spotify, we will finally fulfill our fans' most common request to review Face Up. So, on to Get Out. This film was a giant hit, propelling Jordan Peele's directing career, gardening awards and critical acclaim. Now, seven years on, does the film still have the same impact as when it was released? Lucy. Oh, yes, for me it does. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I remember we uh, we actually saw this at the cinema together yes. seven years ago. I yes. can't believe it's that long ago. And did well, we um, see... Wait, was did, I there with you guys? I think maybe even. I think so. I think we were all... Yeah. We all went. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny, isn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and then it was seven years ago. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and did we maybe even see... What's the next one? Us? Us? Us, yeah, we saw that for my birthday. Yeah, we saw yeah. that together yeah. too. So, Nope will be our first uh, Jordan Peele film that we're not seeing at the cinemas together. Oh, just because oh. you're going to see it overseas means, uh, you know. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you bastard. Um, but, yeah, I remember you being pretty, like, elated after that film and you were, like, freaked out and you were saying how tense you were throughout the whole thing. Like, yeah. 
Did you feel that on the real rewatch? Okay, so I had to watch this movie in my breaks at work um, on my phone <laughs> um, with headphones, and I had to yeah. like hide it from everyone because obviously not everybody wants to see like people's brains getting cut open and stuff. <laughs> um, so even with that, all that like going against it, I still was just like, God, this movie's so good. And I, I even wrote down, I just remember how fun and fresh it was to see at the cinema. Yeah. Like just something different. Like he didn't reinvent the wheel, but it it was different and yeah. it's exciting and original and it was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I remember when we saw it. That was like the same thing. It was like, oh, oh, like I felt like I had a good bath. I was like, oh, uh, something at the cinema that wasn't like a franchise that yes. was like well done. And I just was immersed because I, I wasn't paying attention to all these things that on a second watch you come back to. And you're like, oh, how did I not see it the whole time? It was because I was just like caught up in the story and I was going along for the ride, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was... For a film I've seen before, it just like breezed past this time watching it. It's just so I know it's like well almost made. two hours, and I still was like, mm. "Oh, that like just punched out." It was yeah. great. Yeah, because it was like um, it was getting to points in the film. I'm like, "Oh, we're already up to this part." Like mm. it hasn't been yeah. going that long. It, and then I looked, I was like, it "Oh, it's only got 15 so minutes well. left." <laughs> it moves along so well yeah. for sure. So I think the most like nerve wracking thing about this time watching it though was thinking about the fact that we had to talk about it on the show. I'm like, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing to rip apart here. <laughs> there's no. nothing to pay out. What are we going to talk about? Is that all we are? <laughs> A bunch of bitches? <laughs> I mean, I know I, I mean, am. yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank God we've got segments like Hot or Not to pad this shit out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we did pretty well with uh, Big John Malkovich. Yes. Yeah. Once again, Catherine Keener. Mm, yeah. Outstanding. Like, Catherine Keeter yes. is our like patron saint of good films. Is she going to get a. <laughs> can she get a triple hot? Uh, was she yes, in she can. some movie that we watched? Yes. Spoilers. That she was in was, Switch. She was barely in it. Switch yes. with Ellen Barkin. She played. So like, she'll get a triple hot. Well, possibly. It remains to possibly. be seen. But, <laughs> yeah. She does play a psycho in this, so. Uh, mm. Mm. Which she does very well. That's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the performances are fantastic. It's well directed. The script is like razor sharp. It's it's yeah, scary when so it needs tight. to be. It's, it's funny when mm. it needs to be. You can see why it was such a hit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should I uh, attempt the thirty second plot summary? Oh yes, I'd be keen to hear. I this. think it actually like you, being Jack. very clear, concise, and well written i feel like this will play yeah. in your favor yeah i feel like this might be like a 10 second <laughs> ready set go so an african-american guy uh, goes to meet his white girlfriend's family and everything that seems a bit off and they've got uh, a maid and a gardener that are african-american that seem off and then he realizes that they're actually um harvesting black people and putting their own brains in their bodies because they covet them and then um, they capture him and then he breaks free and kills them all and uh, that's the movie. There you oh, go. On the, on the duck. <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, so it, it is like, um, yeah, it is a slow burn in terms of like it doesn't tell you what's actually going on to 
way later in the film. Yes. So there isn't a whole lot of plot here, but it's just that general sense of like uneasiness and like what the fuck is going on here. That's just so well done. Mm. And isn't that so good? Because like it's not like a jump scare or and it doesn't like (laughs) nobody's coming out with a knife from behind the bushes or whatever. It, it just builds and builds the sense of like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? What is going yeah. on here? Yeah. yeah, and and like the maid in particular that we find out. Uh, I probably should have put a spoiler warning at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> Seriously, I, I seven might, years. I, yeah, yeah. I might actually. Uh, I'll I'll record one and we'll put it in uh, okay. before the episode starts. But um, yeah. So the. Grandma, sorry, the maid who we then find out later is actually the grandma in the maid's body. Mm. That performance is phenomenal. Yeah, isn't it? Especially knowing all the information from the beginning on a rewatch. on this second watch. And all the nuances, that is a perfect performance. That that is an old granny, like an old white lady. Mm. (laughs) Um, Like, you know, this is a body swap podcast so like i guess we can go in it from that angle and that is a great swap performance mm. uh one of the Isn't all-time it? greats i'd mm. say and for such a small yeah. role as well and i think the same for um lakeith stanfield, stanfield as well yes you know like the way you know he's like oh it's so good to see i'm not the only black guy here and he like mm. puts his hand out for a fist bump and the other guy like grabs his hand like he doesn't <laughs> yeah. know what to do and it's like yeah. another guy they're the same age and yeah he plays that really well yeah and then that moment when the flash happens and he's suddenly unlocked out of the brain mm. and he's like get out get out and yeah. just like that is a great moment and mm. he sells it so yes. well i wrote as well i it's like maybe the only time i've ever not hated someone saying the title of a movie in the movie yeah. <laughs> you know, the way it always seems really, like, cheesy. Yeah. yeah. Like in The Devil Wears Prada. It's like... <laughs> do they do it in that? I don't know. I was just trying to think of a ridiculous, like, how do you shoehorn that into a script? Yeah. <laughs> or the or the, the final line of Schindler's List, where they're like, that was Schindler's List. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, like, uh, all right, <laughs> I've finished my list. Um, goes to I bed. think Gone Baby Gone did it real bad. Yeah. From memory. It was like, oh, no, you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as a body swap film, I I was trying to think of what films we've covered that kind of have a similar swap mechanic. And I, I think the closest that we've come to is maybe All of Me, the Steve Martin, Lily Tomlin one, where it's two brains in the same body oh, fighting I was for thinking- control. Malkovich. Uh, yeah. Because uh, it's like, like it, you know, when the, the flash thing happens, it's like for a moment there, like the person whose body it really is, is in control. Yeah. And it's like they're watching from the sunken place. Isn't that like in Malkovich? Mm. It's like you're behind the eyes, especially yeah. at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, definitely. Did you have another thought? Well, isn't it a bit more like Mama Boy because it's like (laughs) surgical (laughs) nature rather than... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that is true. Mama Boy and this one are the only ones with surgical swaps. 
Yeah. Um, until we uh, what about, eventually um, fucking do face off. What oh. about selfless? Was that yeah, surgical? selfless actually? Oh, yeah, selfless was a sec. Was he was he still like present in? Yes, because that was the whole point of that one. Yeah. So it was. Was Get Out a ripoff of Selfless? No, Get Out <laughs> was what? not a ripoff. <laughs> get Out, Get Out was not a ripoff of anything. It was fresh <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> I guess uh, was there any other swaps that we saw? It's only really the the two that we get to see in this, and the the grandpa, and the yeah, the grandfather, yeah, the gran- the grandfather in the gardener, right? And yeah, and Lakeith Stanfield, and Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, so we yeah. get to see three. Mm. Mm. Um, it is a pretty fucking terrifying concept, the sunken place and mm. being stuck in your body with someone else in control. Yeah. It reminded me of, um, I did like uh, disabled care for a while. Yeah. And one of the things in our training is we had to write a letter to ourselves to say like, if you were to be like paralyzed completely, oh, um, Sorry, like heavy. write a letter <laughs> Um, to like whoever's taking care of you and like everyone else's was like super like dark they'll pretty much like end me like yeah and i mine was like i like these tv these sorts of tv shows Mm. (laughs) but i don't want to watch tv all the time take me for walks (laughs) did you ever um see that film or read that book the diving bell and the butterfly yes yeah yeah so about the guy that had a stroke and all he had was his um left eye and like that was the only thing he still had control over, and he wrote a whole book by them spelling out an alphabet, and he would blink on the letter that he wanted mm. to form yeah. words. Because that for years they just thought he was completely paralyzed. Mm. And in that um, book, it talks about how he'd be at the facility that he was living in, and he'd be watching the soccer, and it'd mm. be like a player would just be going to kick a goal, and someone would come in and change the channel, and he just had no way of being like. Fucking put yeah. it back. I want to see the score. I want to see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, full on. Yeah, no, that that movie was intense. Yeah, and like I read, I've read that book. Like I've held it in my hands. And when you think about every single letter, what it took, it, it's yeah. like holy shit. <laughs> so where he wrote it with one eye. Yeah. Wow. He he does all his communication through blinks, but that for years they didn't realize they thought he was a complete vegetable, and that it was just like ticks. He was like, in the sunken yeah. place. Like, yeah, he yeah. was essentially in the sunken place. And then eventually this nurse realized that he wasn't actually, like, cognizant. So, completely work- fine. It, like, yeah. his understanding, his comprehension was still fine. All he had control over was one eye. Mm. Yeah. Like, um, what, what What does that do to your sanity? Like, yeah. it well, sounds Brendan, like you he know had you saying some fortitude. To- yeah, what those people said in the letters. The first thing he says once she figures it out and spells out. Gives him the alphabet and gives him the tool to spell out words. The first thing he says is, I want death. End, end me. This is a real fun podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, that's a great movie and a great book. Uh, it's not tenuous time, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was actually thinking as we were talking about this, I probably should have just done that as my tenuous. But, um, yeah, it didn't occur th- yeah. to me until now. Yeah. So back uh, to the yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I think the 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 real plus of this film is that it is as equally funny as it is. Yeah, scary. isn't it? It is so funny. Yeah, and uh, there is some like little Rel Howry. Uh, is that his name? The the best friend. Um, he is. 
I feel like the highlight of this film. Oh, completely. Like, yeah. And you know the way like a wise cracking best friend is like a trope, but he's like, I'm going to fucking save the day. Like nobody's going to believe me and I'm <laughs> yeah. going to fucking work all this shit out. And it like, um, and I love that he's like the victor. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. And I, I think the, the thing that makes him, because it is such a trope, but I think usually that character is like the hapless boob that is always talking bullshit and Mm. not competent. But I think the fact that he is competent and is actually knows what's going on and saves the day just makes him that much better of a character. Mm. Like you just rooting for him. I I feel like a worse film would have written that character in a completely different way that would have just made him insufferable. Yeah. And then that ending, like I think like just – to make him a TSA agent, just so you could have a car with like, like police you think lights, it's the cops, yeah. and your heart just, is just yeah, your sinking. heart drops. You're like, oh yeah. no! Like I, even even this time, I I had that feeling again Same. when I saw that. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, oh yes, it's the friend. Yes, yeah. <laughs> TS motherfucking a yeah. And Alison Williams as the girlfriend. Just that complete turn that she has once you realize, and that she she's holds the keys really up, evil. and she's like, "I do yeah. have them, and I can't give them to yeah, you." You're like, yeah. "You're a psycho." That was, that was something I appreciated the second watch is because you know that who she is. Mm. Yeah. Just seeing how not just like you know she's doing this thing to manipulate him, but she's like playing with it. She's like loves because yes. by that time. It, the jig is up. Mm. Everyone knows what's going on. And she's still, like, playing concerned that she's looking for her keys. Yeah. Like, maybe then, she's on the the right team. Like, she's like, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. yeah. But it's clear she's just yes. fucking around. Yeah. 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 Um, and Do also, think- the scariest thing in this whole movie is her just sitting there with headphones on, drinking King milk. milk. <laughs> <laughs> that and eating Fruit Loops. Like, I know it's like deconstructed cereal. Like yeah. it's like how you'd get it served at a hipster restaurant, and it's like the milk has a straw in it. I just yeah. something about her drinking the milk is like. Ooh! <laughs> Do you think she plays a liar so well because of the experience that she got from her father in real life? I don't know what, what you're referring to. Dish the dirt. <laughs> her. Father is like a famous journalist in America, and didn't he pretend to be in a plane crash in Afghanistan or something? And like <laughs> claimed it for years, and then it Wait. came out that it was all a lie. Oh is is God. this you're you're saying this sort of like a question? Maybe you get your facts straight before <laughs> we just start. Basically, without any evidence, this guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up because I'm I'm sure this is a thing. Brian, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, here we go. Williams' past reporting has come under newer scrutiny after revelations earlier this week that he had peddled a false story about what he described as a near-death experience in which a U.S. Army helicopter he was riding in in Iraq in 2003 came under RPG and AK-47 fire. The story was exposed by U.S. soldiers as false. Mm. William called it a mistake and apologized. Wait, he said it was a mistake. Yeah, like, he, oh, whoops. he accidentally said that he was in a helicopter. <laughs> they got that, shot at. Yeah, they right. got shot at by RPGs. I was watching a movie and fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Jeepers! Um, what, what, oh, who was that guy from like the league who pretended he was in nine eleven? 
Ah, uh, yeah, I yeah, did hear just about like that. ruined his his entire career in real so, life. He did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So Aww. like he he basically is, he's this actor, and he said that he was in the towers when the planes crash, <sighs> and that was completely fake. Wow, <laughs> yeah. the tangents we've gone on are really dark. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, I mean, it's just so awful when um, people exploit these real-life situations. Like, as a, a survivor of the Japanese tsunamis, like, I wait. really feel... <laughs> wait, yeah. I was like... You must wait, edit I that out. You simply must. <laughs> I got hypnotized last night. Nigga, get the fuck out of here. No, oh, yo, yo, yeah, yeah, to quit smoking. But it's Rose's mom's psychiatrist, so... Bruh, I don't care if the bitches are Yana Von Zant, okay? She can't fix my motherfucking life. You ain't getting in my head. I know she called me off guard, right? But it's cool because I'm cured. It worked. Bruh, how you not scared of this, man? Look, they could have made you do all types of stupid shit. They'd have you fucking barking like a dog, flying around like you're a fucking pigeon, looking ridiculous, okay? Or, I don't know if you know this, white people love making people sex slaves and shit. Say. Brendan let slip um, before we started recording because we were like, what the fuck are we going to talk about in this episode? <laughs> um, that he actually has been hypnotized before. Oh, my God. Um, so, so please, Brendan, was there anything like this film? Uh, I guess there's a lot of white people. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was Apart a, from the fact that everyone was white. I was at a was Christian different? camp. Um, yeah. Yeah, have you guys been hypnotized before? No, I've never, I've never even been, been in no. a scenario where it's like been on the table. Like, where where do you even go to for that to a happen? Christian camp? Christian apparently. camps, yeah, it's oh full God. of hypnotists. See, I <laughs> thought Christians I thought they like thought, thought that was devil's work. Yeah, I thought hypnotism is like demonic. No, she was a therapist, so it's like legitimate. It wasn't like a, a, a stage show. It was okay. like what did she make you do? It was sort of sorry. What did she make you do? Uh, uh, she made me. Um, Kill every no. Uh, is this I, to like um, stop your crippling like masturbation addiction or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just bringing everyone every in the camp down. You you touch know? yourself, <laughs> you will want to vomit. <laughs> I so, already feel that way. <laughs> it was not. It was. <laughs> <laughs> that was dark. No, she was just. She was just on. A, we were on a camp. We were chatting and like. like this I was not good talking Brendan. to her this about is, like not ethical. <laughs> I was and uh, she. I was talking about hypnotherapy, and she was like, "Yeah, it's a legitimate thing." And I've like betrayed to do it, and I was like, "Hypnotize me, hypnotize!" And, like all she did was make me like raise my hand and then come down. And you remembered the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Do I was you- in a room full of people. <laughs> so, like, did you feel like? What did you feel when that was well, happening? Well, it's not like this is like movie like hypnotism. This is being able to paralyze someone without their own like will. Like yeah. it was just it. It was interesting. There was like a a, a sort of a, a test she made me do to see if I was susceptible. Yeah, and some people are like super susceptible, and s- some people aren't. Yeah, but it was basically just like you know you you hold your hands out. And it's like, pretend you have a magnet in, like, your hands and they're just, like, the strength of the magnet is pulling it closer and closer. Yeah. And then people, I, I remember telling someone else this and they're like, do it to me. And so, I do it, do it. And they just close their eyes and their hands just go immediately. <laughs> Whereas, so, yeah, um, other people, it's a bit slowly. And, and then she tapped the teacup three times and that was it. 
<laughs> Did yeah. He sunk into the chair. Um, so just steering it back to the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> what, was, what film are we doing again? I just uh, get out, loved I the hypnotism scene. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I love that. That actor's so great. What is his name? Sorry. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. He, you can see him losing his grip and mm. you can see him getting really confused. Mm. And the whole teacup thing, like how eerie is that? So simple, but so fucking creepy. Um, yeah. And I love the way, like, the tears individually, like, blip out of his eyes. So, like, mm. powerful. And they just go, like, super red, bloodshot. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was super intense. Mm. But something I didn't pick up the first time that I was even more appreciative of. So, when um, the grandmother being the maid is serving the drinks on the on the porch. I never realized like when she like sort of freezes and she starts to overflow the drink and stuff. It's because the 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 mother was stirring her tea and yeah. I think hit the side of the yeah. the teacup oh, and I it's didn't just even like No, me either. Good one. Yeah. Mm. It's just things like that. You're like, "Oh, like so like intricate." It, so satisfying mm. to have watched an entire film where something's like right in front of your face, Still smacking like a you surprise. around. Yeah, and at the end you're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and I love as well, like when he breaks free and he goes upstairs mm-hmm. and like he sees Catherine Keener and like looks at the the kitchen counter and the fucking teacup is there. And mm-hmm. it's like they have this moment and you're like, "Yeah!" And he smashes it and you're like, "Fuck yeah!" It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, has there been a more triumphant scene about breaking smashing teacups? <laughs> smashing a teacup. Um, trying to think if there's anything else to talk about in this film. Well, I feel like we'd be remiss not to talk about how like clever the movie is that it sort of works on this whole other level that we as mm-hmm. white people couldn't even begin to understand. But it's like Jordan Peele was able to put probably real life experiences of what it's like to be the only person of color in a room and like just the stupid shit that white people say to you or like Mm. touch your hair or your arm or talk about like (laughs) do you play basketball or and even just the whole thing is like an allegory for cultural appropriation right like it's like they're literally (laughs) stealing the bodies of black people to but also how it seamlessly like you know, works with the story as Completely, well because yeah. you know you have those moments where, like, the wife of the uh, the guy in the wheelchair is like, "Is it true what they say about like the size of their you know yeah. penises and that?" <laughs> and it's like on whatever level, that's like you were saying, like those gross stereotypes that are very like awkward for people to, to have to deal with all the time. Yeah. yeah. But then at another level, she's like, "Oh, will my husband have in this guy's body dick? have a new yes. big dick for me?" Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, it is very clever. And, and yeah, all those scenes on a rewatch work so much better because mm. you can, you're can you seeing all the double meanings and you're Completely. understanding. And the same with everything the brother is kind of doing. Mm. Um, uh, what, a, what a fucking weasel, total weasel, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen him do anything but be a – like I've seen him in um, The Twin Peaks Return and he just pays another Ooh. crazy loser psycho. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen him play something not awful. <laughs> oh, um, he was he was the robot in the Tom Hanks film Finch. So there was at, an actor playing that robot. Well, he was voicing it. 
I still haven't watched that. Is it good? Um, it was really good. I'm su- I'm surprised. I'm shocked you haven't watched it. It's like Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks in every frame of the fucking movie. You know what's so funny <laughs> is we have gone to watch it a few times. Mm. And then it's just been like, this is like about the end of the world. End of the world. Yeah, I was like, I and just don't know. So and I think it came out not real. long after um, Otis was born. And I yeah. could not deal with shit like that. I was like, we're all yeah. going to live forever. Like, <laughs> my son is safe. Like, because, you yeah. know, it was the pandemic as well. Yeah. It still is. But I was just like, every time I was like, mm, can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say, like, I am pretty averse to, like, apocalypse stuff now, like, since the pandemic. Like, it doesn't appeal to me as much. Yo, I, I just felt- want to watch Contagion so bad. I still have never <laughs> I, seen it. <laughs> I watched Contagion, like, way before the pandemic, and it, that's probably the scariest movie I've ever watched. Mm. Just because, I've like, seen Outbreak. it just felt real. I've seen Outbreak, which was that kind of thing, but more 90s. Yeah. Um, like, bli- Blindness? Was like one that was like, oh, this feels all too real and gross. Yeah, I never watched that one, but um, I know it. The yeah. um, but yeah, to back to Finch, it is. <laughs> Finch, we're talking about Get Out. <laughs> but before we get back to back to get my out, tangent, to, yeah, um, but yeah, Finch is a much more hopeful film than you think it will be, okay. and it's actually quite heartwarming, and it's not going to give you existential. Dread. Okay. It's just a nice watch. I mean, it, it, it is America's dad. <laughs> it's America's dad, so, you know, there's got to yeah. be some hope in there. Did it give you dread? No, existential dread. It just reminded me I'm going to die. Oh, I, most things to... do, though, yeah. Sorry? Most things do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, I guess you're going to move on. I, I just want to ask if it's even worth yeah. entertaining. In the world of Get Out, what? Yeah. Like, they're leaving, they're driving away. What do they do? What happens? (laughs) Do they not tell anyone and they just, because no one's going to believe them and it's crazy, so they just die with their secret? Or do they go to those cops or what do they do? Yeah, because I've, well, the thing is he did call the cops, so they're going to have to follow it up. Yes. And, but I feel like what would happen is he'd get in trouble. No, I oh. feel like the. I don't know. Have you white- seen the news at all in America <laughs> ever? No, no. My theory is is that the white people, because obviously they're all quite connected and rich, mm. and will probably want to continue the program. And I'm sure there's not only one doctor in the world that can do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing they would cover the whole thing up. Yeah, and him, he would probably think. There's no point of me trying to push this because no one's going to believe yeah. me or I could get in trouble myself. Mm. And I feel like he would just go back to living his normal life. They'll clean it up and find a new doctor and continue doing it forever. Mm. Like everyone dies and mm. the house burns down. And yeah. that seemed like it was the only place this was happening. Do you think it would be the only place that this was happening? If this was a poss- if in this in the universe of this film it's a possibility, which means that probably I think rich people all over the world are doing because, it. Because I mean, there was a guess. Japanese guy. They- there was a Japanese guy at the the auction. Mm. I wonder if like people from all over the world do come to to bid for these bodies because yeah, you have to prob- you have to wonder because that town's not full of black people. So mm. I feel mm. like it is shipped out. You know, people are buying them, and it's yeah. It seemed that their their family like came up with it, and they were withholding the the secrets of their success rather than you know 
passing that information on to others. Yeah. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of fan like theories about yeah. the, the well, program. Well, I, I was itself. reading, I was reading up on like the history of the Jordan Peele's story writing, yeah. and he, in his own like background of these characters, had like picture them being parts of like the Knights Templar and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, fully. So, Especially yeah, because like the a- way that auction happens, it's all very mm. like ceremony. Like mm. it all felt the very bingo cards yeah. instead of yeah. That was a good touch. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, how you doing? <laughs> so, how handsome is he? I'm, are you handsome? <laughs> okay. Oh, not bad. Hey, Nielsen. So, is it true? Is it better? Wow, wow. Wow! Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So you heard what we thought of the movie, but how attractive did we find the cast? Now it's time for Hot or Not. Take it away, Lucy. Are they a toot or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Ding. Ding. Everyone is, Everyone beautiful, is beautiful in their, in their own way. way. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with We'll start with Alison Williams as Rose, the girlfriend. Hot or not? <laughs> so, obviously, she's hot. Like, she's yeah. a pretty girl. Um, mm-hmm. She plays a complete and utter psycho. And seeing, like, the <laughs> duality of, like, just the way she just turns is, like, yeah. terrifying. Um, and also, uh, you know, obviously, I know her mainly from Girls. Yeah, where yeah. she plays Marnie, who is also a total who, psycho. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I think she's that thing of like, it's fine if she's over there, but it's like you don't want that close to you. <laughs> you don't yeah. want that in your orbit. <laughs> she's when, bringing the trouble in the second half of the film when she's gone complete psycho. Was it just me or her clothes got really like, bad? Well, that, but her eyes changed. Yeah, like, I feel like the the makeup changed. Like but, to- like, I feel like her pupils were black. Oh. Yeah. Like, I-, I think they were they definitely- were completely dilated. Definitely doing something to her to, like, make her look as freaky as possible. Oh, my God. Because like, tied you her just- hair back. Brendan, you just- your hand just came out of nowhere from the frame, and we're talking about a scary <laughs> movie. <laughs> you freaked me out. <laughs> I was like, look behind you. <laughs> Get out! Yeah, yeah. When she was in her like her white skivvy and yeah. had her hair tied straight back, I think they were just going for like super white like, tip top yeah. bread. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like her skin was like you could tell they like took away any makeup that was softening her. And yeah, she was yeah. greased. Always up. like glistening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna give her a knot with the caveat that obviously. Generally, she's a hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, give her a hot. 
You can you, you don't mind even the psycho version? Yeah. Like okay. I said, it's fine if she's over there, like, but don't come near me because Yeah, it's it's the same with in girls. It's like she's a beautiful woman and as soon as you scratch her. Do not surface- date her because she will ruin your life. <laughs> <laughs> um Bradley Whitford as the dad. Um uh, you know, oh, an interesting one. Dilf, for Dilf Energy, Lucy. Lucy. Um, he was so painful. I would have voted for Obama <laughs> a third time. My man, yeah. all of that. He was so yeah. painful. So again, in a vacuum, it, I can recognize that he is a handsome man, but he was mm. like a loser, dickhead, psycho. So I'm giving him a knot. You guys think I'm going to lust after the silver <laughs> fox? Well, I'm not giving you the satisfaction. <laughs> Um, like apart from you know everything about his personality <laughs> and actions, he's hot. Like the way he dressed was very nice. Like I, loved- I love the way that you you you'll give it to him, but not to Marnie, <laughs> <laughs> not to Alison Williams. I mean, you're like, yeah, not for me. But when it's the the Dilf, like you said, the thing is, is like she had a physical. F- Transformation when she turned evil, whereas he, he literally cuts the, the brain out. You saw him do he was, that. Yeah, dress like a surgeon. <laughs> like- Surgeons are hot. <laughs> they earn good money. That was a yeah. good house. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I'm giving him a hot, Brendan. Mm, nah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's here's crunch time. Are we awarding a triple hot? To Catherine Keener as Missy Armitage. I'm saying yes. Ooh. I it's just She Catherine just is Keener. mother. Like, yeah, she is it, it's, she it's the, is, you gotta give it to her, man. It's the sassy, like, I'm an asshole, mm-hmm. but I'm so good at it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and obviously this is in a, a a different league, but it was still there and I loved it. Do you think it's a bit of like that kind of straight guy thing that wants like an older woman to be to bossed take around. Yeah, <laughs> you want to be bossed around like Catherine Keener. Take me to the sure. sunken place, baby. Catherine Keener, sure. <laughs> I'll sink your place. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I'll give her a hot as well. I, 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 I appreciated the energy, mm. but again, I mean, she's also a fucking awful psycho, <laughs> and especially because she's the one that can do the hypnotism. Like she yeah. is so dangerous, so scary. Yeah, so dangerous. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> what are you going to do to me, Catherine Keener? <laughs> so we were talking about him before, Caleb Landry Jones as the brother Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, okay, can no. I just say, is it weird that you've done all the white characters first? Ah. Uh, is that a bad thing? You might know. want to edit that up, especially <laughs> if the film is. I think you were just going through the family. Yeah, I'm just going like I. I didn't want to. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically the villain of this movie. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, yeah, Caleb Benji Jones as the brother Weasel. Not to get him away from me, and he's like, it's not even. He's not even like. He doesn't have the psycho change. He, like, immediately tells on himself. He's, like, immediately psycho and scary and weaselly. I'd be, if I got cornered by that guy at a bar, I'd be like, I have to go straight away. I could f- it, like, radiates off him. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't, he can't even have that, like, that mask pull-off moment. Yeah. Like, he's got the wispy hair mm. and- so yeah. well cast. And it, it was there was like a light mis- like the lightest of moustaches. Yeah. It was just we- weasley was a good word. Yeah. yeah. I mean I'm I'm partial 
to a ginger, but no. Nah, I I'm love a ginger. <laughs> I love me some Ronald Weasley, uh, yeah. but not this guy. Yeah, he wasn't doing it for me. So little Rel Howery as the best friend, uh, Rod. He gets a hot. He's got like Jack Black energy. He, he gets a hot yeah. from me. He fucking, <laughs> like I said, he was the victor. He saved the day. He didn't give up on his friend. Great qualities. Funny. You got a woman laughing. You got a woman loving. He gets a hot. Yeah, I'm going to give him a hot. I actually really like the way uh, he dressed as well. Yeah. I thought he had good style. He's employed. Um, I good loved, for him. I love like his relationship with the dog as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. Hot. But what do you rate the dog, Paul? Moving <laughs> 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 along. <laughs> Brandon, are you giving me a hug? Uh, yes, for all, all the reasons uh, exclaimed. Yeah. I agree. Um, Daniel Kalua is the main character, Chris. So hot. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely giving you a hot, uh, like... You know, I love a good shirtless scene. He gave me that. <laughs> yeah, and seemed like a cool guy. Yeah, and um, his performance was so good. Like, he just was so yeah. great. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. hot guy. All, all I could think about, though, was um, when he won the Oscar this year and he worked the fact that his parents had sex into the uh, yeah. Oscar speech. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did, wait, what was he? That was the year before, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it was the fucking terrible Pandemic Oscars year, year that yeah. was in the, the train station. Oh, I didn't station. watch that one. What did he win? Uh, he won for Judas and the Black Messiah, which awesome I would film. actually say I prefer his, like, obviously he did a great job in that film, but the subtlety of this performance, like, mm. especially on the rewatch, like the amount of, uh, like, Biting the simmering his lip anger yes. underneath yeah. Yeah. He him. He emotes when, a lot without saying mm. anything, and it's very yeah, you clever. Just feel it radiating off of him. Mm. Yeah. He just does that so well. Yeah. Um, finally, let's go. Stephen Root as Jim, the man, the blind man that he was going to uh, swap bodies <laughs> with. He's getting a knot because he was a creep. Yeah. Uh, and he did a bad thing. And all I can yeah. think of is the office space character. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once again, I, I I feel like he's a man who understands his like his range, and he. I don't think he would be offended if I said he's not the most attractive man in the world. Also, yeah. I am always offended. plays a slime ball. You must do Lakeith Stanfield because he is. Oh, okay. so so fine. He'd be like the yes. hottest one in the movie, except for like when he gets whitewashed, literally. Uh, I like his outfit when he's <laughs> lobotomized. Dressed in like he's dressed in like a barbershop quartet hat. <laughs> yeah. Um but he I just think he's so beautiful. Yeah, I do agree. Right. All I know is sometimes but if there's too many white people I get nervous, you know. you something that's not my experience not at all the armitages are so good to us they treat us like family now it's time for opinion swap where we find some entertaining reviews of get out from across the interwebs have you guys ever met anyone who hated this film or was like oh, it's okay okay so i kind of have a funny story to tell 
<laughs> um, my mum and dad saw this movie at the cinema. And, you know, they're like progressive people, but they're like getting up there in their years. And, um, but it's the sort of thing. I, did Margaret or David do like an amazing review of this movie? Possibly. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, they're like, want to be involved in, in the pop culture, you know? So they're like, they sure, heard yeah. so many great things because it, did, it was so well received. They were like, we better go and check this out. And yeah, it, it wasn't for my mum and dad. My dad said he just couldn't get past the brain sawing. Like, they can't deal with gore. Like, you know, they're not too bad with swearing and all the rest, but it just wasn't for them. But, like, also, it's not a movie that your parents who are nearly 70, it's not not for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) The problem with this film is that everyone loves it. So, it's very hard to find, like, interesting reviews. I feel like there's always the the naysayers... The whole like Ghostbusters or women cast thing, where there's like yeah. some group who are like, "Oh, this is dumb because it's a bunch of women" or something. Oh, like you that. know yeah. that then it would just be white supremacist people being like, <laughs> yeah. "There's too many black people in this movie, and it's racist to white people." You know, it would be yeah. that. Please tell me yeah. you didn't find reviews like that, Paul. Oh my god. Oh no. Oh no. thank god. Because <laughs> um, we know they're out there. And oh they don't yeah. Wanna... Thank god. Yeah. Um. So this one's from. Sorry, this one's from Russ Mann on Letterboxd. He gives it four stars and he says, I'm switching from tea to coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and this one's from Meme Millie on Letterboxd. He gives it four and a half stars. And she says, my favorite commentary that I've read about this movie was from Ryan Johnson, who said, I love that if the movie Get Out existed in the world of Get Out, the parents would have told Chris how much they loved Get Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Um, uh, yeah, I would have seen so, it twice, three times if I could. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, it's pretty much universally loved. Um, so And fucking good on you, Jordan Peele. He, like, yeah, carved I, out a I, nation as, like, the king. Yeah. I think that haters started coming out when he released Us and now they're firmly in place now that Nope is out. Yeah, I'm trying not to involve, um, like, to find anything out about Nope or anything. I really want to go in fresh. God knows when it will be before I can see it. But, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I think there's always, it's always like doing your sophomore film or your sophomore album is always hard, especially when what you do first is so well received. Um, Well, I've seen people say, like, this is his signs. Because obviously, you know, get if you look at M Night Shyamalan, uh, you have Get Out and The Sixth Sense as their mm. first features, mm-hmm. and then Unbreakable for Shyamalan and um, and Us for Peel, mm. and now we they've both done th- their third film, which are h- horrors about alien invasion. Don't tell me. But like, and that have both had some the pretty much like straight down the middle, people loving and hating it. Oh, so interesting. It's interesting. I, really I like hope Science. Peel. I, I really hope Peel doesn't have a lady in the water in him or the last airbender. Yeah, lady in the water for <laughs> sure. No, but I like Signs. Sue me. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed Signs when it mm. came out. I haven't watched it for a long time. but Why can't they get girlfriends? Me and my sister still always say that. It's a line from that movie. But what, Just a bunch you- of guys who can't get girlfriends. Yeah, anyway, edit that out. I'm such a... I have no personality. (laughs) 
Uh, what were you going to say, Ren? I was just going to say, like, I feel like anyone who, like, reaches a certain level of, like, there's just people who... Yeah, it's like the Beatles, ...want man. to be, like, I'm an individual because I don't enjoy yeah, and I, what I everyone enjoys. I don't listen enjoys. to yeah. what everyone else says, and that makes me smarter than everyone. But it's like, really, you're just missing out on listening to the Beatles, dude. Like, fucking go and yeah. have a bloody cry wank over it. Because, yeah, I feel like <laughs> you could exist. <laughs> you could exist and not like this film. But I don't think you would have so much wrong with it that you think it's abhorrent. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it, yeah. it's a sol- like it's a solid script through and through. Like there's no way you could yeah. fault it for that. Then he sent me some weird pitch, and I'm like, oh man, that's Andre Hayes. Where this dude been missing for six months, right? So I do all my research, you know, because as a TSA agent, you know, you guys are detectives. I got the same training, you know. I mean, we might know more than y'all sometimes, you know, because we dealing with some terrorist shit. So, but that, that's a totally different story. So look, I go do my my, my my detective work, right? And I start putting pieces together. And see, this is what I came up with. They're probably abducting black people, brainwashing them, and making them slaves, or sex slaves, not just regular slaves, but sex slaves or shit. See, I don't know if it's the hypnosis that's making them slaves or whatnot, but all I know is they already got two brothers we know, and it could be a whole bunch of brothers they got already. What's the next move? <laughs> and don't ever, ever say that I don't do nothing for you. All right, let's get to tenuous recommendations where we each recommend a piece of media that is linked to today's movie in some way. And a reminder if you ever want to see a list of all the recommendations we have made on the show, head over to our letterbox page, which is linked on our website. And also another note, we also do our special mini-sode episodes, which um, if you haven't checked them out, they're on the main feed, but uh, we take these films that we recommend on the show and make each other watch one of our recommendations. So they're usually some fun times to be had. So if you haven't checked them out, check them out. And there's some good stuff there. Yeah, there really is. At least a third. A lot of banter. (laughs) (laughs) Usually two of the films are shit and one of them is good. (laughs) Yeah, like the Paul and Lucy ones usually really good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So because of those tenuous recommendations episode, I usually like veer towards things that you guys haven't watched. But there's a film that's linked to this film that I feel so passionately about that even though I know you both have watched it several times – I still have to recommend it because I love this times. film. Several times. Yeah, is I have it? no idea what he's talking about. Um, I love this film with every fiber of my being. I've watched it countless times. Have you forgot I the name qu- of it? I quote it every day. <laughs> what is it? Um, and that is the 1995 film Billy Madison, um, which co-stars Bradley Whitford from Get Out. <laughs> Um, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> exactly. Like, stop looking at me, Swan. Like, how do you really? That's yeah. really what you're yeah. doing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was a chance that you and me might have the same one, but we do not. <laughs> I'm definitely uh, a Billy Madison person over Happy Gilmore for yeah, sure. Yeah, I I personally think Billy Madison is the best thing that Adam Sandler's ever done in his whole career. Um, oh, but have you seen The Cobbler? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, it's just a classic film, but we're getting to the point, like it was 1995, we've got a whole generation of people that haven't seen it yet. So, like, I was able to introduce this to my niece and nephew this year. And How old yeah, I can imagine um, getting my nephew getting into it. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, 14 and 10, and they thought it was hilarious. Uh, 14, I'm okay with 10. Uh, 10? I mean, there's a, a little bit of, like, naughty stuff, but it's not that <laughs> bad. Like, it's 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 pretty that tame. That Yeah. <laughs> uh, the thing is, is, like, what kids see on YouTube is fucking abhorrent, and nothing is going to be as More damaging, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm so scared about... <laughs> I hope that by the time Otis is... I just, there's an I truly hope for your sanity's sake he doesn't watch people, other people playing Minecraft constantly because that's what my nephew does. He just watches other people play Minecraft and blabber on top of it and is the most awful thing you'll ever How watch. How great is the Bo Burnham takedown of that? The thing he did in Inside where it's like... Him doing a commentary uh, yeah, on his yeah. commentary. Of his commentary. <laughs> yeah. so, um, so, anyway, Billy Madison, it's a film about a rich kid who has never amounted to anything <laughs> really, in his life. You're really going to do the plot of Billy Madison? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he wants to take over his father's company, but the, his father's like, okay, you can as long as you go through all of schooling again, um, like one one, every month you'll do a year of schooling. So he has to start from kindergarten all the way up to year 12. And hilarity ensues. And it's We're just a classic. We're here to help um, you, Billy. Yeah, so your goal today. So good. Like, have, may God have mercy on your soul. Like, there's just so many fucking as good you parts. can. <laughs> we are all stupider for having <laughs> So good, so good. Um, the, the amount of, of times. My the <laughs> amount of times that was cut with <laughs> things that Trump said. <laughs> so good. Um, Every time I hear the I hear someone mention Miles Davis, I'm like, pee in your pants is cool. Then call me, me Miles, Miles Davis. Davis. It's like it's so many fucking so good quirrible. points. It's so good. It's the best. It's it, it would it is genuinely would be in my like top ten movies of all time. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Billy Madison and it's and Bradley- totally when Adam Sandler was real hottie with the body. Yeah, yeah. And Bradley Whitford plays the villain. Uh, has a great moment. He that does. I was. I totally forgot. Yeah, why he, you recommended? Yeah, this. Um, yeah. He has a, he has an amazing moment where he's wearing some shorts that are too short for him to have worn. Um, so good. It's so really good. crazy. That that is the same guy. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> the guy you gave a hot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Lucy. What's yours? Um, I'm doing. Sorry to bother you. Oh, are you now? What? What's wrong with that? Because Brendan wanted to do that one. Oh my god, this is so funny. We're right? doing. We sorry to bother you. Officially, this is the first time this has ever happened. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I feel like uh, this is like a jinx moment or something. So, do you have to Buy fight to the death now? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Lakeith Stanfield. Let's both rap about it then, Brendan. I, I, yeah. I just don't even know what to say because the movie's like this weird alternate reality. Yeah, like to be. I've, I've, mm. oh, I was just going to say, like, I feel like this just pairs so nicely with Get Out. Like, mm. it's a, it's almost like a palate cleanser because it's like you have that same vibe and tone, but it also 
has like a really you know deep message that it's trying to to convey as well mm. but at the same time it's it's doing such absurdist yes. comedy mm. that just makes it such a joy to watch mm. as well like, and it's got a great cast as well like he, there's heaps of other people in it tessa thompson and terry cruz and there's all these voice cameos that are like these little easter eggs in there uh david cross and yeah yeah Patton oswald mm. yeah doing the widest voices yes you, you know yeah yeah oh, so good <laughs> yeah um, so yeah, really good movie. Obviously, Brendan thinks so too because we're besties. Yeah, I I also agree. I really enjoyed that. Movie, so. <laughs> cool. So we're not like rocking anyone's world with these. We've all seen I the know. movies that we're recommending to each Have other. Have you heard about this film, Billy Madison? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little indie <laughs> flick. <laughs> it's not but like I'd it was on like TV it. every Friday night when we were in high school. If you're if you're a Charlie Kaufman fan, I feel like yeah, you would you would vibe with this uh sort of start like this writing style and stuff and yeah, also completely. the music's done by tune yards which is like um an artist i really love like the whole uh soundtrack is by them and it's awesome as well so I'd, i'll recommend the soundtrack how about that there you go <laughs> <laughs> cool oh you're, you're gonna love this my my dad's claim to fame was beat by Jesse Owens in the qualifying round for the Berlin Olympics in 1936. Those are the ones where... Owens won in front of Hitler. Yeah, what a moment, what a moment. I mean, Hitler's up there with all his perfect Aryan race bullshit. This black dude comes along, proves him wrong in front of the entire world. Amazing. Tough break for your dad, though. Yeah. He almost got over it. So, if you head over to our website, you'll see that each of us has ranked every body swap film we have reviewed on the podcast. So, my question is, where are we all going to put Get Out on our lists? I I remember when you told us this. This was my first thought. Like, oh my gosh, I have to compare this with being John Malkovich because mm. <laughs> I feel like it's a it's a top tier film for sure. And I, uh, I'm really torn. <laughs> Yeah, because this is uh, this is the first film in a while that has like top placement contention. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but but not just that. Like um, all the things I would say about Big Djokovic, like just the tightest script with like everything like resolved. Everyone's like, what's what's it called? Casting is just yeah. like to a T. Like obviously, both have Catherine Keener. <laughs> <laughs> a big plus. Okay, who's going to go first? Who's going to bite the bullet? All right, I'm going to go first. I am actually going to put it fifth on my list. <laughs> Sorry, so, just after being... So, it's in between being John Malkovich and Heart and Souls, but it's behind Your Name, Freaky, and The Hot Chick. I'm putting it in between Heart and Souls and being John Malkovich, so it's third. So, it's big, Heart and Souls, this... And being John Malkovich, I, I I I like it more than being John Malkovich. There, I said it. Um, and the only reason <laughs> it's not going above Heart and Souls is because Heart and Souls will take care of you on a day when you're sick. And yeah. um, if I'm sick, I'm not watching Get Out. <laughs> it's too stressful. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, yeah, such a good movie. Yeah, because if you look at my list, I mean, I think your name I would stand by as like on a filmmaking and everything level, I'm quite happy with that being number one. But, like, Freaky and the Hot Chick obviously aren't as high-minded or, like, high art as some of these other films, but just in pure enjoyment, comfort level, that's why they're so high on my list. Especially, yeah, and like you don't really chick. like high art. We've established that. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Madison. Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I'm more, of a bi- I'm more of a Billy Madison kind of guy. <laughs> well, you know what? 
I'm happy with that. <laughs> you get to a certain age, you're like, I like what I like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brendan, where are you putting it? I'm putting it number two. I'm I'm sticking with John Malkovich as my top tier swap film, but it was it is a coin flip. The, this is an yeah. awesome film. Mm. Like, yeah. I hope everyone who's listening has seen it and we haven't ruined it all. Yeah. yeah. But even so, watching it a second time, I still had like like we all said, like I had a trip. Yeah. yeah. Seven years later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, how are we going to follow up such a highly regarded? We're going to crash back to earth so hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. Because <laughs> we're watching the 2020 French comedy Family Swap, where the story follows the Morels, including two teenagers and a seven-year-old kid who are driving their parents out of their minds. One morning, they all wake up inside each other's bodies. Wait, so a an entire family, family switches with another family? No, uh, every member of this family swaps with each other. Ah. So, so I'm home. guessing the kids are the adults and the adults are the kids. No? Yes. I don't know. That's what I meant. I don't know. Yeah. I, of yeah. course, <laughs> it will be. But it's not an adaptation of the TV series uh, Wife Swap. Well, or, no. No, okay. <laughs> God, remember that show? For fuck's sake. <laughs> I have no idea what it's about. Oh but my god! Swap. I remember Why would you watching it, and it, it was insanity. <laughs> there's it- a there is some classic wife swaps. Like mm. there's there's one where like the kid just goes completely mental. I'll show you the clip. It's it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, uh, so we did. Um, what was the name of the Filipino one we did? Uh, uh, the Bride or something. Oh, Here Comes the Bride. So, that was a pretty ambitious swap, a five-people swap. So, I think this one's similar. I think maybe even six per- people this time. So oh, Lord. Let's wow. <laughs> um, yeah. I can't wait till we get one about a Mormon yeah. family. <laughs> yeah. What was that, Brendan? I said, can't wait for the sequel about a Mormon family swap. <laughs> <laughs> 20 swaps. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, so yeah, that should be a, a fun one. I'll be back from my, uh, my overseas travels. So we'll see if I can record a podcast while recovering from monkeypox. Um, oh dear. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um, Just stop. Don't kiss any monkeys. That's all you have to do. Okay. Noted. <laughs> I wasn't planning on it, but now that you said it, I'll definitely. Can mind. you get the Good. vax? I can't. Um, it's coming out the week. He's coming out in Australia. The week after I leave. So, you know, when you're just like, I've just like work. barely got my head around coronavirus. It's like, yeah. do I need to get vaccinated for monkeypox? This is nuts, man. We've got to, we got to make some much, changes. It's pretty much just us gays. So you'll be fine. Well, that's not true. I've seen a lot of messaging about how that's harmful rhetoric. So <laughs> look, no, the thing is, it like, to get wildly off topic for this. Episode. <laughs> Is anyone even listening that, anymore, by the way? The end of the podcast. <laughs> the monkey box cast. Um, yeah, it is mainly going through the gate. Like 90% of infections are like gay people. But the thing is, you shouldn't be stigmatizing gay people. Like, if they want to be sluts and give each other monkeypox. Let's all just be okay with yeah, that. Yeah, be a slut, do message. what you want, and be safe, yeah. and get the yeah. vax if you can, I guess. Yeah. That's the official swap cast message. Be a slut, yeah. do um, what you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but 
Yeah, you know sluts what? deserve to live. Yeah, I agree. What we're saying, right? Yeah. Imagine yeah. how boring my life would be if there were no sluts. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> we what is the have insinuation here? Stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? People shouldn't have a choice over is their ability to not review us on iTunes or Spotify. <laughs> that was the most clumsy way of saying that. Segway smash, yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't reviewed us... Um, they shouldn't on, have uh, the ability to choose to do it, is that what you said? <laughs> they shouldn't have the ability to choose not to do it. Look, we, if, you if you're a slut and you're out there and you're a listener, <laughs> you better write a review. We just gave sluts a glowing review. So, yeah. come on. Yeah. yeah, mention the fact that we're pro-slut. Yeah. Uh, you don't even have to write a review about the podcast. Just put, just give us five stars and write your opinions about monkeypox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All man. right. So, um, until next time, don't be a piece of shit on the ground and do what we say and review us on iTunes or Spotify. And I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas. And I was Duckwing Duck. <laughs> no, you weren't. Brendan well, Levi. Yeah, bye. See you, bye. bye. The Swapcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Two Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Thanks for listening. By the way, I, I would have voted for Obama for a third term if I could. Best president in my lifetime, hands down. I agree. Yeah.